Why positive thinking often fails, and how the real route to happiness involves a pencil, keeping the perfect diary, small acts of kindness, and developing the gratitude attitude. Why is it important to be happy? Well, for one thing, by definition, you will feel better. But there is more to it than that. Happiness does not just make you enjoy life more; it actually affects how successful you are in both your personal life and your professional life. A few years ago, Sonia Lubomirsky at the University of California and her colleagues set about the mammoth task of reviewing hundreds of studies, in which experimenters cheered up selected people. And then monitored the effects of their subjects' newfound joy. All sorts of procedures were employed to make participants feel happy, including having them smell fresh-cut flowers, read out positive affirmations "I really am a good person," eat chocolate cake, dance, or watch a funny film. Sometimes the experimenters resorted to trickery, telling participants that they had performed especially well on an IQ test, or ensuring that they accidentally found some money in the street. Regardless of the method used, the overall result was clear: happiness doesn't just flow from success; it actually causes it. After trawling the data from hundreds of studies involving more than a quarter of a million participants, Lubomirsky discovered impressive benefits to being happy. Happiness makes people more sociable and altruistic. It increases how much they like themselves and others. It improves their ability to resolve conflict. And it strengthens their immune systems. The cumulative effect means that people have more satisfying and successful relationships, find more fulfilling careers, and live longer, healthier lives. Given the emotional and tangible benefits of happiness, it is not surprising that everyone wants a slice of the pie. But what is the most effective way of putting a permanent smile on your face? Ask most people the question, and you are likely to receive a two-word answer. More money. In survey after survey, the need for a fatter wallet consistently tops the must-have list for happiness. But is it really possible to buy happiness, or do financial aspirations set you on the road to despair? Part of the answer comes from a remarkable study conducted in the 1970s by Philip Brickman from Northwestern University and his colleagues. Brickman wanted to discover what happens to people's happiness when their financial dreams come true. Does a huge windfall really create a long-term smile, or does the initial thrill quickly fade away as newfound fortune becomes commonplace? Brickman contacted a group of people who had won a major prize in the Illinois State Lottery, including several who had hit the million-dollar jackpot. For a control group. He randomly selected people from the Illinois telephone directory. Everyone was asked to rate how happy they were at that moment and how happy they expected to be in the future. In addition, they were asked to say how much pleasure they derive from everyday activities in life, such as chatting with friends, hearing a funny joke, or receiving a compliment. The results provide a striking insight into the relationship between happiness and money. Contrary to popular belief. Those who had won the lottery were no more or less happy than those in the control group. There was also no significant difference between the groups when it came to how happy they expected to be in the future. In fact, there was only one difference. Compared to those who had won the lottery, the people in the control group derived significantly more pleasure from the simple things in life.
Clearly, winning the lottery is a rather unusual way of obtaining financial security, but psychologists have also examined the relationship between income and happiness among those who have worked for their wealth. Some of this work has involved carrying out large-scale international surveys by having people rate how happy they are, usually using standard 10-point scales that run from very unhappy to very happy, and then plotting countries' average happiness ratings against their gross national product, GNP. The results suggest that although people in very poor nations are not as happy as those in wealthier countries, this disparity vanishes once a country has achieved a relatively modest GNP. Research examining the possible link between salary and happiness found the same type of pattern. One study, conducted by Ed Diener from the University of Illinois and his colleagues, revealed that even those on the Forbes 100 list of the wealthiest people are only slightly happier than the average American. All of this adds up to one simple message. When people can afford the necessities in life, an increase in income does not result in a significantly happier life. So why should this be the case? Part of the reason is that we all get used to what we have very quickly. Buying a new car or a bigger house provides a short-term feel-good boost, but we quickly become accustomed to it and sink back to our pre-purchase level of joy. As psychologist David Myers once phrased it, thanks to our capacity to adapt to ever greater fame and fortune, yesterday's luxuries can soon become today's necessities and tomorrow's relics. If money can't buy happiness, what is the best way of putting a long-term smile on your face? The bad news is that research shows that about 50% of your overall sense of happiness is genetically determined and so cannot be altered. The better news is that another 10% is attributable to general circumstances, educational level, income, whether you are married or single, etc., that are difficult to change. However, the best news is that the remaining 40% is derived from your day-to-day behaviour and the way you think about yourself and others. With a little knowledge, you can become substantially happier in just a few seconds. The problem is that the advice offered in some self-help books and courses is at odds with the results of scientific research. Take, for example, the power of positive thinking. Does the road to happiness really depend on people's being able to simply push negative thoughts out of their mind? Actually, research suggests that such thought suppression may be far more likely to increase rather than decrease misery.